Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're with Comic Caleb Key. Caitlin McKee, how the hell are you? Oh, I'm I'm very good. Thank you. <laughs> oh, good. So good to hear it. Thank you so much because you're making us laugh with your characters, etc. At Instagram, you are Caitlin M. Cares because, of course, you care. So much. Yeah. <laughs> Telling my voice, I really, really care. <laughs> Do you also have Housewives of Bad Teeth Tumblr.com? What is that? <laughs> oh yeah, that's my um, <laughs> that's where I post all my like character videos. I just created my own sketch. You know how like uh like it like all these like sketch groups like the state or like broken lizard and they have yeah. their own kind of like cool and uh, title but it's like an ensemble so I just did that with myself uh, <laughs> I <laughs> um I'm like well I can just create my own sketch group with myself because um, I'm quite antisocial so um, <laughs> that works better. How and, many characters uh, up here in that sketch troupe then? Um, you know, it's it's a revolving cast. Uh, it's expanding and shrinking based on my energy and output. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I, you know, that's I have no idea. I think there's about five now. Um, but the Housewives of Bad Teeth became because I, I, I. Do you watch reality TV? Do you watch The Real Housewives? Probably. Like, do you, have you ever seen the? Oh the, no, yeah. So I, I always get it secondhand through my for, former comedian guests are always tweeting about it, and so I kind of learn what the fuck it is through their tweets. I know it's fine. I don't think I think it's either yes, you know it or you don't. I'm not saying you should or not, but it, <laughs> you know, it's it's totally fine. Like it's it's just a it's just a fact. Yes, I watch it. No, I don't. But um yeah, it came I I started to watch that series like one of the darkest times of my life. I was like, now I just need to watch awful people argue. Um so I watched The Housewives and uh I just wanted to imitate the opening of The Housewives where they all kind of turn around cheesily with and like holding an object. And I just thought it'd be funny if they turned around and all smiled with like horrible teeth. Um, yes. So that's where that's where it came from. So how, how do you how do you film like if you're a one person sketch troupe? How are <laughs> you filming things where there's several characters in the scene at the same time? Like I suppose like you would have to almost have different cuts. Like you you couldn't appear five times with bad teeth turning around at the same time. You would have to kind of flash to each character turning around with bad teeth. Yes, I only have one mouth. Um, so I full um... of bad teeth. Hold on though. I do have bad teeth. Um, my 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 dentist growing up was named Doctor Sexton. I have bad teeth. It yes. yeah, really ton terrifying. Of, ton of sex going on there. Like I have perfect teeth, but then they started to kind of spread apart. I guess your mouth is like a rubber band, and so if you don't keep a retainer in or some shit, even your perfect teeth, thousands of dollars or, or hundreds of dollars, or how much ever they spent back in the day is just all for naught. I got to start going get get it like an adult nighttime retainer or some shit. Yes, see Doctor Sexton. Um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. He had a stroke and his hand would shake, his hand would shake, but my mother would not take us to another dentist. It was terrifying. Anyway. Like, like is that was the family dentist or what? Yeah, it was like small town. There's two dentists and we went to Dr. Sexton who survived a stroke and had like a creepy, yeah. creepy last name, whatever. Because the anyway. other guy was uh, close to death too. He was probably, no, there's probably like a nice new dentist and my mother <laughs> just refused to change, you know, I like God. Him. God forbid they change a thing. Like we'll go to the guy. He survived the stroke. Okay, he's the survivor. He doesn't have a shaky. He doesn't have a shaky hand. No. Um, I don't trust yeah. the other guy. 
But yeah, so you did the, the turnaround thing with the bad teeth. And so that yeah. was kind of your, your impetus for naming your troop what you did. Yeah. And then I, I filmed multiple characters. It's, I use a green screen in my kitchen. And then um, I, I, uh, I don't have Final Cut Pro. I'm very cheap. I only use like the free software that comes with my Mac. And um, I found the way to get around um, like using multiple green screens to create a, an image by just expo constantly exporting and importing green screens through um, iMovie. I had to like go through the web and like watch so many tutorials by like 15 year old, like, you know, 11 to 15 year old teenagers. And I was like, I'm going to get a, a knock on the door soon being like, what are you doing? But um, eventually I found, I found like some like, you know, 15 year old boy who, who showed you, who like gave the tutorial of how to do this. So very, very appreciated for the You're youth, in youth good culture. Just like, yeah. Just like Dr. Sexton. You're just relying yeah. on the best, the best minds in the business. And so can you put yourself on the green screen then? And so that's how you can appear twice. Like you can upload, you know, pre, you know, film yourself once, put that to the green screen and then appear next to yourself. Yeah. Like, so film myself again, like if I'm like, I'm going to be to the left here yes. and then I'll do a green screen with me to the right. And then I'll, I'll export both of those, import them, and then layer them on top of each other. Um, so that creates one, one green screen, if that makes sense. So you can yeah, so did multiple. you get yourself five times in one, in one shot then, turning around yeah. with your bad mouth? Yes. Wow, yeah. that's how she does it. That's how the genius works. And so, yeah, oh. some of your characters are hilarious. Like, I love the fact that you will do your stand-up, like a go-around to celebrities' homes, and yeah. you'll actually see, like, Sarah Jessica Parker in her doorway, and you're, like, riffing to her face because she's on a green screen. Yeah, yeah, I it's, love it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. How do, you, how do how do your voices differ? So how do you pick the the voice for comedian Rob Redford Cr oh, Crashaw? Yeah. How do you say? It? Uh, yeah. I so I I I it's it's basically like my alter ego as a stand up comedian as a male basically kind of because his name is Rob Redford Crashaw and so it's basically like Robert Redford the actor but yeah. like and and this last name Crashaw which I. It comes from, the whole voice comes from, um, I'm obsessed with classic rock radio. Like, I listen to Q1043 here in New York, like, all the time. And there's this one radio DJ who I became obsessed with. His name is Ken Dashow. Um, and he he has this, like, kind of, you know, New York-y, like, draw, you know, radio voice where he talks very low, very <laughs> slow, very passionate, though. And he goes up, he gets very passionate. Um, and I love him because he... Like when promoting, like he'll he'll talk about the music, you know. He, lo he obviously loves classic rock, but then he'll be like, you know, he'll be like, "All right, that was the Beatles and Gummo Beatles coming up." But I want to talk to you today about something near and dear to my heart, and that is something that's helped me with my confidence, with my dating life, and it's hair club for men. Uh, back in 1983, I was divorced. You know, like he'll just like go into these long anecdotes about these commercial products, and I'm like, I think that's really where his passion lies. And are these sponsors, or do you think he just he's not even going to get getting paid by the men club? Oh, no. club or they're definitely sponsors because then yeah. you'll you're here like other radio DJs do this the ad spots, you know, and yeah. they'll like you know they'll be like, all right, that was Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper, and um, check out Hair Club for Men, great product. Um, we got a promotion, <laughs> check it out, and you know, it's like he really ups the game for uh for an ad spot, you know, he really yes. really delivers. So I think that made him stand out, and then. So I started to do him in my stand-up, and then, like, this character, I, and instead I changed Dash out to Crash out, whatever. Um, not really hiding it. Probably not a smart thing. Um, can never, whatever. But, um... He can't be litigious, come on. 
Right. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to pretend yeah. that I know. I'm going to pretend that I know what litigious is, and I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not going to look it up later. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. He's not going to. He's not going to sue your ass. Like he, <laughs> this is very near and dear to my heart. My own voice. My own likeness. You keep oh using God. my own voice and likeness. If Ken Dashow ever sued me, it would be the greatest moment yeah. of my life. I would be, it would be a thrill ride. Wow. I'd be so flattered. I'd be like, I'm so, anyway. I would need, I would need to see him on the, him on the green screen <laughs> and then you doing like a court correspondence, like talking to him. That'd be so great. I know. I'd be like, talk about hair club for men. Uh, <laughs> you're under oath. You're under oath. Um, do it. Um, yeah. I don't know. But then anyway, so this, I, I, so then I did a, a, a like, I feel like I'm trying to figure out stand-up to character videos. You know what I mean? Like, that's something I'm, like, straight-up stand-up versus, you know, act-out in stand-up is something. And then you do a character in stand-up. That's another thing. But now I'm trying to make a character video, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just thinking about all these things. And then also the pandemic hit and, you know, stand-up changed. The way people do stand-up, I feel like online mics are very very hard and you just don't get the same read or yeah. the same you know feeling like or I don't know it just leaves me feeling like even worse kind of um <laughs> than I did before like because I feel like if you do an, do you do a lot of open mics like did you do a lot of open mics well I'm not really a comic but I did a couple open okay. mics and that just destroyed me like I had a good uh I had a good audience <laughs> in Chicago and I killed and then I moved to New York and there was no audience there was a couple <laughs> co comics looking down at their phone and I was like I cannot do this for a living I can't do three mics a night in New York City I know it's it's rough, but yeah. um, but sadly, I feel like online mics are darker um, yeah. because now you're doing like instead of just like a person not listening to you, it's like their likeness is not listening or whatever. And then like I was doing this online mic and I felt like I was being vulnerable, like trying new material online, like help me. And yeah. um, so I'm doing it and I, I feel like I'm being vulnerable. I'm talking about my brother and there's about like 10 other comedians in the Zoom squares and I was like, hey, can you guys hear me? And they all just they all just gave me the hand up and down, like, kind of, not really. So I've just been like, it just made me feel like I can't do this. So I started What was it? Were you breaking up? I mean, was Zoom kind oh, of my chopping brother? out your voice? Oh, no, my like, brother. How come, they, how come they couldn't hear you? It was the audio problem. It was like I was in a bad Wi-Fi spot in my in my apartment oh, and they couldn't sucks. hear me. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I was, I was just kind of like, this is even worse than most of the comics in the room being on tinder when i'm talking on stage you know like <laughs> this is worse so so i took the character ken dasha which i was doing in my stand-up and i made his brother rob redford crash and he's the stand-up so now i basically do a lot of my material that i would be doing at open mics in this that i would be trying out i just do it as this character yeah. as a way to kind of like then when, because I don't know what stand-up's going to be. Like, I don't know if this is it now. It's just online. Is it coming back, you know, indoors? I just don't know. So in the meantime, I'm kind of still trying to write, yeah. like, material. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to do it as a character, which I find, like, very satisfying. But um, Yeah, I love it. Because then you can anyway. tweak the celebrity's response. Like, you can edit yeah. it such that their response really is, um, is you know, it's it's responding appropriately to your joke and so that's cool too because like I'm, I'm ultimately i think going to do a daily monologue where i solicit jokes jokes i'm going to pay for jokes from my <laughs> couple hundred guests so i'm actually going to solicit jokes make it clear that i didn't write a single one of these fucking things but then do it daily and just do monologue jokes but i'm going to you know pipe in the crowd audience i'm going to have a band leader like i have a guitarist who's yeah. going to do it and so like to be able to know that i can tell like a funny joke that somebody else wrote and then pipe in applause it's just great because you're going to deliver it with a little bit more confidence than you would if you had 10 people on your zoom mic or whatever 
Yeah. Yeah. And just like, I love that you're doing that. You're playing. Like, I feel like that's such a good opportunity that like this online comedy, like there's so much to play with now in stand up when you're making it a video, you know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to just like you doing exactly like, like you said, like you're going to have other people write it. You're going to play with the response. I think that's so much more interesting than just people posting videos of them performing stand up at an outdoor show. I don't know why, but I yeah. do. I just think it's like, if you're going to make stand up into a, I don't know. I just think that's that's interesting to play with it in the video form. Like it, sh it should be joyful a little bit, and that's what yeah. all your characters seem to have in common. Like you also did Lana Del Rey. Like where did she? <laughs> I know where oh she arose from, but yeah. How, how did she, how did Lana Del Rey turn from a left winger into a right winger through Lana Del Rey? Oh yeah. Um, I think I was like it was right when all the the stuff with all the abortion when Trump's administration when all those like it was like every day you'd hear another state completely banned abortion like it was just it's, it was getting crazy i don't remember when that was it was like you know so dark that i'm like i don't know when that awful thing was but <laughs> good lord um when well, i don't know when our liberties started to be taken away that much um, uh, probably right? 2016 yeah so all probably. the state all the states started getting getting bolder because yeah. he nominated gorsuch etc yeah yeah and so it was like just the, just the, like i was like how do i talk about all this crap that's going on um yeah, in a way that's not so just me saying, like, this sucks, and I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Like, it's so boring. Like, I feel yeah. like that's that's all people are online doing, being like, I agree with this, and I disagree with this. And, and that's like, why you're not on Twitter. It makes perfect sense. Yes, I can't take it. I don't know how people are on Twitter, and they're not just walking around being like, I hate you. Oh, I like you. I hate you. I like amazing. you. It is so amazing to see these people. They're so hilarious. Like, there was, there was a couple of female comedians who had some death threats going on and then you saw the twitter comms got uh they're like we will remove any post that threatens death or whatever and they're like where were you back in the day when i was being threatened but so i didn't retweet those like i hope trump dies like i didn't retweet any of those but there was about four thousand different angles on this thing that were still fucking hilarious and even even chrissy mayer she's a little bit right wing i think and and she's she all she always toys with the q anon audience i think because she's compound media and i think maybe their audience might be a little bit q anon and so i was like how is she going to deal with this whole uh, john legend chrissy teigen baby miscarriage and i was like she's not going to handle this well like she's going to say that these people ate their baby or something but sure enough chrissy teigen overplayed her hand and did the whole fucking photo shoot after the miscarriage oh. and so then chrissy mayor made a personal she was like yeah my mom had two miscarriages and she did it the old-fashioned way she didn't have a professional photo shoot or something like that and i was like good job chrissy mayor you found a way to kind of and so like all the best comedians are finding new angles but i could see if somebody is just kind of lacking joy in their lives it, it can't add joy to your life at all and so no. uh, doing characters is probably a funner way to fill up your time yeah and it just gives you freedom in the way you want to talk about those issues like yeah it's like she had to wait until she found the <laughs> angle you know it's like just waiting until like oh i can take it i can take that door i can go in that way you yeah. know so you're I, inventing I like, those things by inventing new characters yeah and it's yes so that's where she comes from. And also, I just, I was thinking of Lana Del Rey. Like, at the time, I was listening to a lot of Lana Del Rey. I love Lana Del Rey. And um, I was just thinking along those lines of where everything hate and hate has become taste almost now. Like, right. the way, like, I hate this. And that's my, like, that's your identity online. And now, how did, everyone knows how to market to you because of your hate. 
You know what I mean? Or, or you're, or yeah. you don't, or you don't hate you, you're over here and you don't hate. So here's how we market to you. You find like, you get all these pop, you get these pop-up ads and you get these pop-up ads. It's just so <laughs> arbitrary. It's like, it's commercialized. It's, it's as much as being like, I like, this is my, it just seems so arbitrary and like, like caught up in taste. So that's why I was, I don't know why that's how I, I weaved a lot of like, like almost music taste. Like I could just, I don't know. That's, I don't know why that's what I was thinking, but, um, yeah, even Chrissy yeah. Maris says something like that. Her tweet was, imagine imagine that hating the president was your entire personality. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, exactly. wow, wow, you, you guys are exactly on the same page. It's so funny you probably never met. Uh, no, I know. I, yeah, I mean, I've seen her around. I know right. who she is. She's great. She's like, yeah. But you guys are on the same wavelength. It's so, but, but you know, then, of course, on the other side, they, they've been hating Obama for eight years. And so, but you're right that, you know, the polarization dovetails nicely with the whole need to have Facebook ads targeted to your data. It just seems like, yeah, like that we're all so stupid. We're all just like, like feuding this, like hating Trump is like, you're just feeding the, I don't know. It just seems also, I don't know. And then I get, yeah, like I get, I start to think about it that way and then I get overwhelmed. So I'm like, I just have to do a character. I can't, I can't even articulate it because I feel like I get too, uh, up in my head about it but, but that's what um, somebody's who invented her though and so how is that cathartic like what comes out of lana del prey's mouth that makes you kind of feel better you know is it satire <laughs> or? um yeah well, i think um she what, what i like about her is she mimics the crazy of all these people like like i think in one of my videos with the mask video like i put her in with because now with green screen i can put you could put them anywhere um, with video in another video. So I put her in a video of this woman giving a crazy speech about how Fauci was part of the Jesuit conspiracy yeah. against all of, you know, like all of these. So I like to put her in front of crazy people. And then, but crazy is so normalized now, like crazy in terms of politics, like political views is completely normalized. I feel like, like saying crazy, like, you know, the Clorox thing, like our president is like, no, Clorox will kill, kill COVID. And that is, <laughs> that is completely nuts. But it's, people are like, no, no, it's, it's okay. He was wrong, but it's okay. Like crazy is completely normalized. So I like to put her next to crazy people and like, I know it's crazy, but then putting her next to a crazy person, she blends right in. So I feel like it's like, trying to like but I, I put face tattoos on her so I feel like she's extra crazy but then next to a crazy person it's like how far away is Lana Del Prey from this exact person talking like she's so how, not, what would the interplay be like if you had Trump on a green screen in back of Lana Del Prey talking about injecting bleach how would Lana oh. Del Prey pr play off of that oh she would completely agree you know she would probably just be like I'm taking time you know I'm she so I always do her taking time out of something like ridiculous like the last thing to address the her her Instagram followers like the last thing I had her uh saying like I'm taking time out of one of my favorite activities which is returning shampoo to the bed bath and beyond as my distressed denim face mask dips well below my nose and I breathe air out of my nostrils like a fire breathing dragon <laughs> you know, to address our president who I support wholeheartedly. And then she would go into a monologue about how, why she supports him. And then mm -hmm. that also would be somehow tied to her belief that she's um, married to Jesus Christ in other lifetimes, particularly the time that she, they ruled together over the dinosaur era. That's usually <laughs> what it is. How did she become country though? <laughs> I don't know. I just like doing the crazy Southern accent. And also, I, okay. I mean, it's probably like a stereo. It's a hard, I guess it's a stereotype that, that, uh, you know, I think it's also because I like David Cross a lot, like, and he did a Southern accent anytime he did crazy. So it's uh, probably something <laughs> it's probably like a leftover from David Cross or I don't know. She's just Southern, I guess. Um, it's, uh, yeah. 
have you have you done any have you seen any of the what mia faith hammond characters because she does a little bit like the crash out thing i think she also has like she also does male characters occasionally and yeah. some of them have that slow new york accent she's also just crazy absurd yeah. <laughs> have you yeah, have you kind of seen any of her videos or played I with have. her on on stage i love mia i love mia faith hammond um she's so such a good joke writer and she has such a good delivery she's so i like watching her anytime i see her around um I'd really love like to her. see you guys you, you guys in videos together, and I guess that leads to the same. The next question, which is, you know, if you're a loner and you hate people, it's like, <laughs> how are you cross pollinating? Like, how are I mean, I guess you know, you did stand up back in the day, and of course, you still will, and you still are to a certain extent. Like, are you know, how can a character, an online character, kind of sketch troupe, you know, play well with others, such that you're trying to capture each other's audiences for absurd comedy? I don't know. I don't even think I think of it like that. Like that's so far ahead. Um, I think. And I literally like. I'm. I. Uh, I really like this. I can't even think. Yeah. I think that's. You're too smart and maybe. I, I'm not a careerist at all. Oh, like, there I, have, you go. I am not a careerist at all. To a fault, definitely. Like I don't think I'll ever. Yeah. I just do it because I like doing it. That's it. So. Also, I'm a Agnes Martin. She's a painter, and I. I, I'm I work in an art museum by day like I you know I like I like I always look to like other art forms for whatever and um she has like I mean Agnes Martin do you know her she's like an abstract painter like a very anyway she makes very simple abstract paintings but her writings about her paintings are completely scattered like they're all over yeah. the place yeah it's like yeah, very, I'm seeing her art right now so she's able to write about this shit it's no, so minimalist no. exactly and it's minimalist and it's all about her, her whole objective was to create something, completely turn her back to the world and create paintings that existed purely in her mind. So like a lot of her paintings are abstract and, and she's saying they're, they're actually expressions of joy and she's meditating on what pure happiness means and what pure enthusiasm means. Like they're, but she turned her back to the world. So she's a loner, but she's making work about pure, you know, happiness and like joy. Um, and, but also she had a quote in one, but her writings are completely all over the place. Like it's very hard to get to, cause she really doesn't trust language, you know, as it's written. Um, she thinks as soon as you say something, it's abstracted, it's, it's taken over by context in the world and it's like, you know, meaningless kind of, or it's, it's not her meaning. It's, it's not hers anymore. It's kind of, yeah, anyway. it's, it's cut with the reader's meaning as Bill Burr. Yeah. Was yeah. Um, but anyway, she has this thing about art that I always use. It's, uh, the only thing an artist has to be concerned with is what to do next. And I think yeah. that's like, it's really helped me, especially not get overwhelmed, like with like, because if I think if I start thinking of like, oh, how do I market this, then I stop doing it. I'm done. <laughs> you know, in my mind, I'm done. I'm like, oh, I, I don't. Yeah. You know, so I, I have to be interested in it. And I have to just be like, what what's interesting about what I just did? What's not interesting? And what do I want to do next? Like, that's how I operate. So I, I'm terrible. I'll never be successful. I'll probably die working in an art museum, but I'm, I've made my peace with it, you know. So, yeah, you just got to get with that that way too zesty crew in. I think it's out of Florida. The Adam Christopher and Charlie Dawson and Mia Faith Hammond because they're just they're just as absurd. And so have somebody else in your crew who could worry about the marketing aspect. It's like <laughs> then we can ensure that Caitlin McKee just kind of takes over the world of absurd ass comedy. And it's so yeah. funny. You're like, ah, it's so smart. I don't worry about that. It's like you're the one bringing up Agnes Martin's smarty pants. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I mean, well, I went to art. Like, I went to. I'm not. I'm not a. Yeah, no, I, I went to I went to art school a little bit. Okay. So I feel like I um, that's where I I'm not I'm not like I, I can't be like, you know, Agnes Martin, but I'll, you know, let's divert to astrophysicists. I also <laughs> have my favorite astrophysicist who, who always helps me like, no, no, no. 
it's just like this one thing I know about, you know. But um, like I, I had an Agnes Martin quote that I liked, and I've re- referenced David Cross, so we can we can tell where Caitlin McKee is at. Oh and yeah. So we can follow you all. I mean, this Tumblr thing. So Tumblr is an old platform, but you're just constantly updating this thing. Like, what's the advantage of having a a Tumblr? Is it relatively free, and is it still serviced? I mean, can people free. still use this and post all the time? Oh yeah, it's free. It's free. That's why I use it. Yeah, I'm cheap. It's free. Yes. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I feel like who cares if people like it's it's a I can put my stuff there. It looks fine. You can yeah. find it's just like a way like, you know, if people use Instagram, this is where you can find my. And also, I just I think I'm cheap. It's free, and I kind of like that it's old and weird. Like, I, what do I? Oh, I need to get a Squarespace because everybody has a Squarespace. Like whatever. Like, a, wi- a Wix site? No, Kayla McKee. Kayla McKee b- belongs on something like Tumblr. She's the one who makes <laughs> Tumblr what it is. Um, no, I think porn makes Tumblr what it is. I think that's what's <laughs> kept Tumblr alive. Is it, it became like borderline porno. Really, yes. that's it. So all the more reason why I'm sticking with Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> but see, you just have to make the crossover. Like, I, I really think Caitlin McKee has a porn character in here. Oh. Like, in, in her, such that, like, some absurd shit can come out of a porn character that you create. When is that? I don't You only know. have to concern yourself with what's next. So I'm waiting for that next hilarious research. porn character. Porn research. Now I just have to do, <laughs> what's next for me? Porn research. I love that. Hardcore like, research. Yes. My <laughs> Pornhub subscription is now right off because Brian Cobb and brought it up during an interview so yeah it's like what I with this podcast it's like yeah a lot of people listen to it but even if they didn't it's like I, I'm just doing it because I want to and because I want to talk with hilarious people like Caitlin McKee oh thank you so yeah much. oh yeah and all the listeners they can check her out she's Caitlin M cares because of course she gives a shit so Caitlin so McKee thank you so much for coming on oh my god thank you for having me I hope I get to talk to you more it was great